Chapman University, where big ideas are born. We strive to become multidimensional, original thinkers. The kind of people who flourish in a challenging world. The kind of people who rise to every occasion. The kind of people who can accomplish anything imaginable. Welcome to Chapman Chats. This is a time for you to explore your options and do research on what different colleges and universities have to offer. We hope you can tune in to learn more about who we are at Chapman and get some general tips on the college search and application process. Hi everyone, it is Wednesday, July 7th, and we are recording Chapman Chats remotely. My name is Tanaz Norian, and I will be your host today. On this season of Chapman Chats, we will be highlighting a day in the life of our students. With that said, I am very in- excited to introduce our guests today to talk about Grand Challenges Initiative, also known as GCI on our campus. I'm really excited for our audience to learn more about it. Nairi, McKenna, Angelina, thank you so much for being here today. We are really looking forward to learning more about your roles in GCI at Chapman. So I'm going to start it off with Nairi. Please tell us about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Tanaz. Um, yeah, so my name is Nairi Alexander. I'm from Orange County, California. Um, I'm going to be a rising senior this year, and uh, my major is biology with an emphasis in anatomy and physiology, and I'm also a chemistry minor. And a fun fact about me is I'm an emergency medical technician. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Um, McKenna, tell us about yourself. Yeah, thank you. Uh, My name is McKenna Augenstein. I'm also a rising senior here at Chapman. Um, I'm also a biology major with an emphasis in human physiology, and I am also minoring in chemistry. Um, uh, A little fun fact about me, I am an ER tech at a hospital here in Orange County, and I'm also from Orange County as well. Awesome. And Angelina. Thanks, Tanaz. Um, So my name's Angelina. I'm from Maryville, Tennessee originally, so kind of far from here. Um, I'm also a rising senior, a biochemistry and molecular biology major with a minor in health science. And my fun fact, I like how all of ours are like work related. Uh, I work in a COVID testing lab that uh, is in Hollywood, actually. So like with movies and TV shows. Oh, wow. That is really cool. Thank you all for your fun facts and for everything you do on our campus and outside of our campus in the community. Um, Angelina, what are you involved in around campus? So a lot of them are like science-related clubs. Like I've been active um, with the American Medical Student Association. I'm on their exec board. Uh, This will be my second year coming up um, with Tri Beta Biological Honor Society, which is another science club. Um, active in GCI since we've continued that kind of past the required uh, length of two years. And then I'm also involved in Greek life uh, and I serve as the academics chairwoman in Gamma Phi Beta International Sorority. How do you have time to do it? I, I don't think I'll ever understand. I don't, I don't, I don't sleep very much. <laughs> A lot of coffee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And McKenna, what are what are you involved in around campus? Yeah, so kind of similar to what she was saying, a lot of things are science related. Um, we're all very sciencey people here, so nothing shocking there. But um, I'm going to be on the student leadership board for Schmid, our science school, um, next year. So I'm really excited about that. Also, GCI has been a really big part of 
all of our college experiences. So we've been doing that for more than two years now. And that, so our research is something that I'm heavily involved in. Um, yeah, I'm in a couple of clubs that are related to science and medicine. Um, and other than that, I just, yeah. Awesome. That was great. And Nairi, what are, what are you involved in around campus? Yeah, so probably kind of similar pattern. Um, I'm in I'm in a lot of uh, science and medicine related clubs um, like AMSA, the American Medical Student Association. Um, I'm also in GCI or was, um, and uh, I am also a part of the Schmidt Student Leadership Council. Um, we kind of work with like faculty and staff in Schmidt to kind of you know work on uh, just making it like a better environment, even better than it is. I have no complaints. So starting that this year, um, I'm going to be an anatomy lab intern this coming year, and I have been an EMT on the first aid team at Chapman for several t- years. So kind of like working like commencement or the winter festivals. And um, I co-founded the Armenian Student Association Club with my twin sister, actually, at Chapman. And I've served on uh, several executive board positions there, like president, vice president, and uh, yeah, so kind of tying, tying in like cultural stuff too. Awesome. And is your twin sister involved in st- in the STEM field as well or... Oh my God, no, no, she, she's in film. Wow, <laughs> She's like in the complete opposite. That is so interesting to me, but you know, you just never know. I, I, I was curious about that. So thank you everyone for sharing uh, about what you are involved in on campus. It's always so impressive to see how much you all do and take on as students inside and outside of the classroom. Um, McKenna, can you tell us why you've decided to continue this project even after um, you are supposed to be complete with them? Yeah, so our project, um, to tell you a little bit about it, uh, just for the first part, we use computational chemistry methods. And basically what we're trying to do is create an opioid, which is a popular pain medication that is highly addictive and create an opioid that is capable of providing pain relief for people but is not addictive and is less dangerous because the side effects associated with opioids are very dangerous including you know what we all know overdose um, death so that's what our project is about and it's something that the three of us are all super passionate about uh, working in the emergency room for the past three years seeing the effects of opioids on a firsthand basis has been a big influence to want to um, be part of the change in the opioid crisis. And so in doing that, we worked in GCI for two years, but we, we just weren't finished. We were in the middle of writing a paper that is now published. So we now have a paper that is published and that's very exciting and something we were working on and are very proud of. But Also, there's just more to be done and none of us were finished with the project and we still have so many goals that we want to keep continuing on. So I think none of us were ready to let it go because it's still a work in progress and we make different strides each day and we're all really excited about it. So it's just something that we we're not done with. Yeah, and just to add to that, drug design is typically like a 15, 20 year process. And so GCI only being two years, I think we were met with such excitement and encouragement right off the bat, the Schmidt faculty and all of the other faculty we've reached out to over the last couple of years. Everyone was immediately so ready to hit the ground running with the project that we were like, 
yeah, we should keep going. This has promise. We have all of these faculty members and people in the field telling us that this is something, something good that we're doing. So we should continue it since we, you know, we have the resources and we have the means. So since it's a longer process, we just decided to keep going. Wow, that sounds like such an amazing project. And I'm really happy to hear that you guys have been published. That is such an amazing accomplishment. So to learn more about GCI, Nairi, could you tell us a little bit about what GCI is? How are you guys paired together? And, and how do you guys come up with these amazing projects to work on? Yeah, so GCI, or a Grand Challenges Initiative, um, it kind of brings together like the various scientific disciplines um, in uh, Schmid, and you kind of collectively work to solve a problem. So um, we were actually the off-cycle GCI class because we all kind of switched into the majors, like the Schmid majors at different times or what have you. And so we, there was like just an off-cycle class and it was smaller and we were split up into groups um, based on um, the field that we liked. So one area was environmental and then we were health and medicine and um, like biology around like, or, or like those areas, I would say. And so we were all kind of placed together in a bigger group and um, they kind of say like, okay, uh, is there an issue or problem that you kind of want to tackle? And from there, we kind of, the first couple of weeks, it was, it was difficult. We were all, uh, I believe like first semester sophomores. So we had just taken like the basic sciences, which I think definitely helped. We kind of, you know, knew at least general chemistry concepts and general biology concepts, which helped. And then as we kind of progressed in our academic careers, we were able to apply the concepts we learned in class to the project. And that was, you know, very encouraging and, and fun. And um, yeah, so from there, we kind of all decided collectively on tackling the opioid crisis. And, um, and from there, we, we were just the, the coolest part, I would have to say was just trying to um, see how we can manage that at our level at our classroom level undergraduate level and it really allowed us to be like really creative and um innovative on how we could so that's kind of how we settled on computationally doing it first um and going from there yeah and i would say a really cool part about chapman and specifically the schmidt school um which is the science school is everyone kind of meets you with open arms. So we had this big idea, but as you know, we were in our first couple of weeks of our sophomore year. And of course we did have a year of science background, which was helpful, but there's still obviously a lot of content gaps when you're dealing with, you know, we want to design a molecule that binds in only these areas. And it's a big concept to tackle. And basically, I like to say that we kind of went trick-or-treating throughout Schmid and um, went door-to-door to all the different professors. You know, we'd say, okay, like, we'll meet with people in biochemistry today, and then tomorrow we'll meet with people in organic chemistry. And, you know, as coming in as a first couple of weeks of sophomores, and of course we knew some of the professors, but some of them we did not. And we just kind of came in with them with, hey, we have this idea. This is something that we want to tackle. And all of them said, yeah, this is a great idea. And they all kind of gave us pieces of their knowledge from their specific fields. And from that, and as we continued in our classes that became more specific to what we're doing and we gained our own knowledge from there, we were able to actually, you know, make something really amazing happen out of it. But that's what I would say is really cool about Chapman specifically and Schmid is the professors are all 
really encouraging of your learning. And if they see that you want to learn something, they're more than happy to help you out. And I think that that's something that's super cool that you just kind of have all these people that are willing to sit down and talk to you and share their science knowledge. And it's a really cool collaborative environment, which we wouldn't have been able to do this without all of them. Awesome. So Angelina, can you tell us about what your role is throughout the last, what has been your role throughout the last two years? And then I want McKenna and Nayiri to also incorporate what their roles are, but I'm curious to know, do you guys divide and conquer? Do you guys all do things together? Tell us a little bit more about that. I think we've done a really good job at keeping the work very even and we don't really want to leave each other in the dust and have one person take on a whole aspect of the project because it really is a team effort. That's what GCI is even designed for. It's to teach us how to work with others and how to work with the team effectively. And sometimes that looks like me going off and researching this one particular aspect because it's something that I happen to stumble across. But then when we have our research meetings, we'll all kind of present to each other what we've found so that we can all kind of get back on the same page. Like maybe I go down a two-week rabbit hole with a particular molecule and a particular software, but then I don't just want to stay there by myself. I want to make sure that the whole team feels comfortable with where we're going to go moving forward if we're going to move forward with that particular pathway in terms of a molecule or with a particular program. So I think we've all done a really good job at kind of learning more about the aspects that interest us specifically, but then also tying it all back together so that we can like truly move forward as a team. She's exactly right. Um, Obviously there's some things that we do do individually and then we bring whatever info we found or whatever discovery we've made to our team meeting and we all discuss it and go here, here's my thoughts. What do you guys think? And so there's things that happen individually, but this has been a really team oriented project I would say all of the strides that we have made have not been from one individual they've been hey I made this discovery what do you think and then we all go back and say hey I think it's a good one or eh, I don't know I think we need to go down this path um and with each other with our you know faculty with everybody it's been very team oriented so we all have our individual parts but at the end of the day we kind of bring it all together Yeah, I definitely agree with Angelina and McKenna. Um, Everyone's really on the same page and um, we'll meet with professors all together. I remember we submitted our, the first couple derivatives to the computational cluster, like we all did it, we all tried it. And so I think that really makes it work. And then we will go off and let's say do research independently and then bring it all back together get everyone's opinions and it really helps because everyone has a different input everyone has a you know different perspective and that really helps kind of you know bring things together and uh, kind of foster new ideas. I commend you all so much for taking on a project like this and being so mature and responsible and so team oriented at your sophomore year, you know, they're, you're still trying to figure things out and it is so amazing to, to listen to all of you and I, I'm in awe. The audience can't see me, but I'm in awe and I, I can't believe that you guys have come this far and to hear of, you know, what you've done is just so amazing. And of course, you know, there might be kinks in the road sometimes, um, but, you know, it sounds like you guys have, have worked through them if there was or where there wasn't. 
Um, so McKenna, can you tell us what the highlight of this experience has been for you? Yeah, let me try to narrow it down. Um, honestly, GC, like this project has been like the best part of my college career for sure. From, you know, getting to meet all the different professors. I think that we have a great relationship with half of Schmid at this point because all of them know about our project and we will hand email each person saying, look, we've made this stride, this new thing that we want to show you. And we're met with such excitement. So I would say that that kind of is the highlight is where we feel, I, I feel like we're actually making progress in something that could make a difference in the world in an issue that really needs to be helped. And obviously it's something that a lot of people have a personal relationship with, or someone knows somebody who knows somebody. It's, it's not a far disconnect between somebody who knows someone who's struggling with an opioid addiction. And um, we, I think that we're actually making progress and doing something that could actually benefit the world. And I think that that is pretty cool. And we're met with excitement with it, which I think is really reassuring. You know, we go to a different professor and you never know if they're going to say, eh, I don't, I don't know if this is, if this is a good idea or I think you guys were taking too much on and that's never happened. Um, we've only been met with encouragement, which I think is super reassuring. So I feel like we're doing something that could actually make a difference. And that is pretty cool. Awesome. So Nairi, what is the next year going to look like for the team and on this project? Yeah, so um, after GCI, uh, we all kind of took a course. It's it's 491, um, and that's like your independent research course or credit because after GCI, as we had kind of remarked on earlier, like we weren't done. There's so much more we want to tackle and new ideas, and it's a, you know, drug design, as Angelina mentioned, is a long process, and there's so much more work to be done. So we are all taking our 491 course, and... Um, we have, you know, biweekly research meetings with our research mentor, Dr. Gardner, um, and we we have now focused on altering the molecule in uh, more ways. So what we published was our preliminary findings and, um, you know, a really good basis. And from there, we've taken the structures that we liked from the publication and have now altered them in different ways to get a more kind of precise PK measurements or um, or structures that we like that give us the data that is more fitting for the areas like we want it to bind in the body. And, um, so it's kind of working on computationally, um, creating those and getting the data back. You submit them to a cluster, it gives you the data back. And then now we're kind of working on maybe modeling it in a receptor. So looking at, you know, software programs that will allow us to work on a bigger scale, like, you know, a receptor and a ligand and binding. Cause right now we're just working with individual molecules. You, you build it and then you submit it. But now we want to see it like in your actual, you know, like trying to picture it in your actual body, like how will it act, how will it behave and, um, you know, getting data back from that and going from there. Awesome. Wow. Thank you for your insight there. And I'm excited for this next year for you all. I'm going to check back with you, I promise. Um, So this, you know, season obviously is about the day in the life of a student who is taking on this project that you have all chosen to continue. And you are all so heavily involved across campus as well. So Angelina, tell us, you know, how you handle it all. How do you balance all of your work inside and outside of the classroom? That's, that's a loaded question for me. Um, I, I have to be very, very diligent about how I kind of plan my time. 
Um, we all have worked as well. Like we've all kind of held down jobs for this entire time as well. Um, especially like in the height of COVID when things, you know, things kind of started to get hard and school went online. I ended up getting a full-time job and adding that to my plate as well in this last year. So I just have to be very like to the minute about how I kind of stay organized and how I plan things. Um, it, it helps me a lot when we can kind of schedule things in advance like this, because then I, you know, I kind of know that I have certain times blocked off for a specific day because I spend 60 hours out of the week in Los Angeles working. And so that can be tricky to fit into a school schedule and especially because this research is, it's extra. It's something that we, you know, we have to put in the effort to schedule the time to make it happen. And I'm very fortunate in the fact that since it's something I'm so passionate about and since it's something that we all care about so much, it doesn't feel difficult to schedule time in for this because it's something that we all truly, truly want to do. I think we would all do research all the time instead of class sometimes because this is what we really care about. But yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference when you're passionate about what you're doing. It doesn't feel as hard to schedule it in. But, and I think we all kind of know we have to stay on top of it or things get kind of chaotic, but you kind of learn that early when you're pursuing a degree in science and when you're a pre-med, you kind of have to hold it down freshman year or it just gets kind of chaotic. McKenna, any insight there for you? Yeah, I would agree a lot with Angelina. I know we're all very close, so we kind of that is also something that's, I think, helpful is all of us are pretty close with each other and we have strong friendships on top of working on the research together. So we are pretty uh, empathetic to each other in figuring out each other's schedules and making things work. And we all have crazy schedules. You know, I work in an emergency room and I worked there all throughout COVID um, with school and that and research. It's a lot. And uh, I would say that you don't get good at that overnight. Um, so if people are listening to this that have yet to start college and this sounds like a really crazy schedule, <laughs> I can hear how that could sound intimidating or scary. And I was not good at that overnight. My freshman year was not um, my best schedule that I've ever had because I would overbook myself and I didn't know how to figure it out. So I just cut out sleep and you get better at that, I would say. Um, not that I am perfect. I know that all of us have still had a couple nights where it's 4 a.m. and we're all texting each other going, huh, this is probably not the best. But those become far and fewer between, I would say. So you just get better. You have to actively work on making a schedule and sticking to it, which is a skill in itself to sticking to a schedule that, again, I'm not even perfect at. But when you have a lot of things going on and you're committed to all of them and you have an end goal in mind, you just got to keep it pushing. Nairi, what about you? Would you agree with all these sentiments? Yeah, I think time management is your best friend, um, especially in this field, because especially when you're starting out as a freshman. Uh, I didn't know, um, I wasn't prepared for a college class, let's just say, or like the work that was entailed or the amount of study time. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you can time manage, um, you'll definitely it'll, you can definitely like sleep better at night for sure. I definitely thank myself for doing that. Um, again, you know, it's always an adjustment period, but 
<laughs> I think if so many people have done it and done it successfully, then anyone can do it. And there's definitely is a way that you can, you know, make time for yourself too. Like, I think that would be, that's something that I also try now to strive to do more is, you know, our schedules are all so busy again, work and school and research and applications and the future, you know, we're all going to be graduating soon. So it's kind of daunting, but I also have to take a step back and, you know, like carve out that time for stuff I like to do. Like McKenna and I will go and do a spin class or we'll all go and get coffee or, you know, it's just, um, you know, Chapman also offers a lot of those resources too. And, um, I think just being able to also do things that you like in, uh, in the mix definitely will like, you know, you'll stay sane. It'll be a little more like happier at, uh, at the end of it. Yeah. I always have some takeaways from this question. I think today my takeaway was stay organized. That that's important time management and take time for yourself. Nairi is definitely right there. It's very important to do that spin class, go hang out with those friends, study with friends, whatever it may be. Um, never lose sight or track of that. So those were my key takeaways today, ladies. Um, as far as Chapman itself, I'm really interested to know why you all chose Chapman. This might be some time for you to all reflect as seniors, but Angelina, I'm going to let you start it off. Um, so I actually kind of blindly chose Chapman. I had never been to the campus before. Um, I'm from Tennessee, like I said early on. So I always knew I wanted to go to California since I was 14. That was always kind of the plan for me. Um, but it wasn't until my senior year or my junior year at home in high school that I had a friend in the grade above me who came to Chapman for film. And I, you know, I had never heard of Chapman. It's a smaller school. You kind of only know it if you're from around here. Um, but I had been looking at schools in the area. I had been looking at like USC and things like that. And being from a small town, I was kind of nervous to go to a school like USC or like, a UC school because I was nervous to not have those kind of close relationships with professors that I had had with my teachers all throughout high school. I still talk to a lot of them on a regular basis because our relationships were so strong. And so I was actually in that friend's uh, application, like his short film that he submitted uh, to apply to Dodge. And I started looking at it a little more. I started doing my research into Chapman and it was just kind of a perfect fit. I just, I kind of knew that that's where I wanted to go, even never having been there. Like I had been to the area, but never to the school. And it was the perfect balance of like a small intimate campus where I felt like I could, you know, walk to class and see my friends and see people I knew, but then also big enough to where I would still feel like I had a college experience. And so... I applied early decision. I was committed before I even knew what Chapman was like. And that doesn't work out for everyone, but thankfully it worked out for me. I wouldn't change the way I did it at all. I It was like walking into Disney for the first time when I first walked onto Chapman's campus. It was wonderful. But it was kind of a shot in the dark, but it paid off for me. I love that story. McKenna, what about you? Yeah, so I'm from Orange County, and so I knew about Chapman um, for, you know, for, for a long time, kind of forever. And I, I knew that I wanted to stay close to home. I wanted to be with my family. I'm really close with my family. And so I knew that that was something that I wanted. 
And so I toured Chapman because it was close by. I could be with my family um, and I kind of fell in love with the campus. When you walk into Chapman, I love that what you said, Angelina, about how it kind of feels like Disneyland. It's kind of, it, it's pretty an amazing place <laughs> to be honest. And it's so pretty. The campus is so inviting and the environment is also very inviting. And especially, I have to say that when I walked by the Keck building, which is the new science building, it was still being built when I was a junior coming into my senior year. And it was just this gigantic scaffolding of a building, but they showed what the models were, what the model was going to be. So it was just basically scaffolding of the building at that point. And it looked amazing. It's this gigantic building and they showed, you know, what it was going to be and it was going to be opening, you know, the year that we would all be starting. And I just looked at it and was like, this is the, this is amazing. All of these state of the art labs and this entire new environment. And so I kind of knew that I just loved it there and I felt very invited. Um, also, Nairi and I went to high school together, so we've known each other. We've been best friends for a long time at this point. And I knew she was looking at the school too. And when she visited and she can tell her story too, but, and she loved it as well. And we both were accepted. It kind of just felt like it was meant to be because both of us, you know, were going to be pre-med and we knew this journey was going to be daunting. Um, you hear that from a lot of people that the pre-med journey is scary. And we thought, you know, we could do it together basically. And so it just kind of, everything fell into the right spot, which I would say happens to a lot of people for college. I know some people, it doesn't work out like that, but sometimes things just fall into pieces and it makes it so you just have to say yes, because it's just, it's meant to be. And that's for sure what happened with Chapman. Chapman Chats is presented by the Chapman University Office of Admission. Have a topic you'd like to learn more about or a special guest you'd like to hear from? Email us at admit at chapman.edu. That's A-D-M-I-T at chapman.edu. Now back to Chapman Chats. Awesome. And what about you, Nairi? Yeah, um, definitely in complete agreement with McKenna and Angelina. Um, as McKenna said, we have known each other for several years now. And so uh, her coming to Chapman, coming together was like all the more reason to come. But I also did grow up in Orange. Um, so when I thought of Chapman, it, it really felt like home. I grew up in Old Orange, which is a city surrounding Chapman. And it, it really felt like you know, a great fit. Um, regardless of that, what Chapman offered, I, I really love the smaller class sizes. You're not in a UC, so you're not lost kind of in the shuffle. Like I knew my professors, they knew me, they knew my name. I could go to them easily and ask a question, office hours, one-on-one with a doctorate in whatever subject I was taking. And that was, that was great. They're so knowledgeable and Chapman really fosters that or encourages that strong like relation between student and professors, which is great. Um, I also the resources on campus, like anything you need, they're there to help you, whether it be the TLT, which is the tutoring center, or as McKenna mentioned, like we're walking by Keck and I'm like, I'm going to be, you know, here, this beautiful building with amazing labs for, you know, my undergraduate career. Like that is enticing. And, um, the culture is very welcoming and open, uh, like open and welcoming and inviting. Um, and so it really allowed us to pursue, I think, um, this research, I don't think I, it would have been at the same caliber level it is now if we were not at Chapman, if we were maybe at a bigger public school, um, 
Chapman really encouraged it. Um, they they really like to see their students do well and uh, be successful, and it allowed us to, um, you know, bring it to the level we we are at today. I didn't think we would get published, you know, while we're in our undergraduate career doing independent research. Like if you told me that starting day one freshman year, I would never have believed you. But I think the environment and um, you know support and relationships at Chapman have really helped that out. I could add to that a little bit, kind of what you were just saying at the end there. Um... Uh, that's something that's probably special to Chapman in a smaller school is when we did get published and our research was published, the amount of congrats, the amount of congratulations that we got from all of the professors was amazing. Basically all of Schmid was telling us how happy they were for us and how proud of us they were. And they were so excited about our journey. And so you feel celebrated by your school, which is pretty cool. Um, You know, a lot of people in undergrad that I know that are at different schools, their professors don't even know their names. And a lot of professors that we don't have never even had know our names and care about what we're doing. And that's pretty cool. And I feel like pretty Chapman specific. McKenna, can you tell the audience what it means to be published and what an accomplishment that is? Yeah, so we, um, so publishing a paper in a scientific journal is quite a big feat. And especially as undergraduate students, you rarely see them as primary authors in a paper. Um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that have done that. Um, so it, it is quite an accomplishment. And so that's why we're so proud of it. So basically the process is you do your research and you have your findings. And that obviously is a lot longer than that one sentence. It took us two years. Um, so let me sum that up in a sentence. But based on that, you put all of your findings into a paper, you structure it to format to a certain paper and you submit that paper or your paper that you've written, you've submitted it to the journal of your choice. For us, it was chemical physics letters. And so you submit to the journal and it has to go through a peer review process. And so that means that specialists in the field will review your paper and they will do one of um, basically two things. They'll accept it with some revisions, accept it with major revisions, or they'll just deny it. And so it's a big deal to be accepted with either major revisions or minor revisions. And we were accepted with minor revisions. So that was something that was also super exciting is you know, a couple months after the paper, you're waiting to hear back and we kind of found out, okay, this is happening, we're gonna be in the paper. So we got revisions back from the peer reviewers who are, you know, PhDs in the chemistry field. And they sent back their edits and their uh, recommended revisions. We worked on the few of those that they had offered and put up. And then once we did that, we resubmitted the paper and it was accepted. And so now, it's a peer reviewed paper and it's in a scientific journal. And so we're very proud of it because it's a big feat and it's something that's hard to get done. And we kind of did it in our own little research group with our professor, Dr. Harrison, who was uh, in GCI. So it was very exciting and a big deal. And I think also like we've all kind of mentioned, Chapman has been so encouraging with this project for the entire time we've started it. We were nervous to get our peer review comments back because they can they can poke holes in everything you do. Like the comments are either typically, oh, this is great. I think you should add this because it would make your argument stronger. Or it can be as simple as the, the math here is wrong. It doesn't make sense. Like there's holes in this argument, you know, and even 
like with our peer reviewers who are totally removed from Chapman, we get the reviews anonymously. So we don't even know who the specialists are in the field. We have a guess because you can, uh, Dr. Harrison, our mentor for that leg of the project, you can request certain people to be peer reviewers. But at the end of the day, we don't know who peer reviewed it. We just know it's an expert in the field. Um, all of their comments were so encouraging and so kind and none of them were poking holes in our research or the data we had. It was all very, this is something really special. I think you should also, you know, also calculate to this level of theory because I think it would be stronger or they would ask to explain something a little more or like how realistic is this just to add to the strength of our paper. But even these anonymous experts in the field, a field in which we're all very, you know, we're all very novice and we're all very young and still in our undergraduate careers. It was super encouraging at that point to see the wonderful response we got from the reviewers that we had like continued to be met with such positive affirmations about it and kind of got even more encouraged to keep moving forward. So I think that also kind of gave us the momentum to keep pushing. I was just going to add briefly uh, to this, uh, what Angelina said, making it stronger. Um, also, I think it was just extra sweet, I think, because it was our own independent research. Um, GCI definitely, you know, provided, pro- provided us the groundwork and, you know, the foundation put us together, but it was really all independently led. Like, we would just come to the classroom one day and it'd be like, okay, well, what about this? And then we'd investigate it and maybe we'd put it together. And so it felt extra sweet because this was our baby, you know, like we had mentors, definitely a lot of help along the way, but I think it was just like extra sweet, I think for all of us. Cause we were like, man, this is like our work that we really put into this and um, to see it where it is now uh, is a really amazing thing. Can I, is there any way I can get my hands on this so I can share it in the, in the info section of this episode? Yeah, for sure. We can send you the link to uh, the journal and to the paper. Awesome. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing that too. (laughs) I'm so proud of you all. Seriously, this is so amazing. So from what I'm understanding, are we all pre-med or pre-health here? Yes. Okay. So what does the next year look like for you all? What's the end goal? Nairi, I'll, I'll let you start it off. Yeah. So, um, well, I will be graduating in 2022. I just took my MCAT exam a week ago today and um hope you know hopefully depending on that score just you know depending uh, hopefully it's just a one and done situation it'll be my first and last time taking it but if not um I uh, will be applying this coming uh, spring for fall of 2023. And um, yeah, so I will be taking a gap year. And um, my plan as of now, it's not concrete, but would be to kind of see where the research takes us. Um, I think uh, during this next year, we definitely will be working on it. We will be starting back up, you know, more diligently in the fall for sure and continuing that on until spring. And um, yeah, so just getting ready for applications next year as well. And what about you, McKenna? What is the next year going to look like for you personally? Yeah, uh, so I take my MCAT in August, so in a month and a couple days. So exciting. But um, (laughs) I'll be taking that. And then after that, it's going to be getting ready for app season. And so starting to work on applications, those, again, same with Nairi, those will be due in May to submit, you know, our primary applications to medical school. So now it's going to be working on 
narrowing down which schools to apply to, uh, finishing up our senior year. There's a, you know, still a bunch of classes that we get to take and also working on the research. So that's gonna be something that's definitely on the forefront of what we're all doing because we're all really passionate about it. Um, but that's probably what my year is gonna look like. I'm gonna keep working in the emergency room, which is always something new and exciting. And yeah, just gonna stay busy for sure. But end of the end of the year will be apply to medical school. So that's the that's the biggie. And Angelina, what about you? Uh, my up- upcoming year looks a little bit different. Um, I am still pre med, but I am following the drug design uh momentum for a little bit longer. Uh. Chapman has this excellent bridge program where uh, biochemistry and molecular biology majors can accelerate a master's in pharmaceutical science at the Rinker Health Science Campus uh, with the School of Pharmacy. So I was just recently accepted into that program. So my gap year will be a master's. Uh, (laughs) uh, Since it's a four plus one program, with this our senior year it'll effectively be the first year of that master's program uh, which is super exciting for all of us because that you know opens the door to a lot more resources for us while we're all still together for a year working on the project now suddenly i have a whole pharmacy campus at my disposal since i'm a student there so we have access to more labs and potentially even funding and things like that So that'll be exciting for all of us in the next year now that I will be more involved on the Rinker campus with my master's. Um, Following that, perhaps medical school, perhaps PhD. Honestly, I'm trying to not get tunnel vision about it. I'm just trying to, you know, keep the momentum going and keep learning about things I love and maybe investigating more, more kind of drug targets and seeing what else we can do with these kind of techniques and kind of manipulating what our body already knows how to do to make more effective drugs. I think that that right there in and of itself is something that I would dedicate my life to today. So masters in drug design for another year, at least. (laughs) Well, we wish you all the best of luck within the next year. And like I said, I can't say it enough, but you all are so impressive to end it off. uh, And I'll let, everyone piggyback off if if they choose to but what have the resources on our campus been like for you to get where you are today it sounds like you know you're all taking somewhat different paths in a way so I'm sure the audience is interested to know what those pre-health and pre-med uh, tracks look like for you all on our campus so Nairiel, I'll let you start it off and see if anyone wants to piggyback off of that yeah, so um, usually for the pre-health tracks, um, they have, and this is both in Crean and Schmid, um, they are the two different science schools at Chapman. They will have advisors specifically like pre-dental, pre-PT, pre-PA, um, pre-med um, that kind of, you know, help you along the way. You can go to them with any questions or comments or, you know... Uh, they will put you on track for the path you're going to take for those pre-health schools. Some of them have bridge programs, some of them don't. Um, 
So that's a great resource is just, you know, individuals that are knowledgeable on like, you know, the graduate programs and kind of helping you get into those graduate programs. Um, I would say the more tangible resources at Chapman have been super helpful, um, such as the TLT or, you know, the facilities at Keck or at the pharmacy school or um, we just Chapman having a computational cluster. That's like what our entire research is based on. It's all computationally done. So having those things has been so helpful to allow us to, you know, this project, it was definitely us dreaming big, uh, and it has really allowed us to, you know, seize that opportunity and explore these areas and these disciplines in ways that I never thought, or probably we never thought we could do. And so Chapman really helped, you know, like make those big dreams happen. Uh, as of right now, uh, I know we're going to continue on forward and, um, it's a sophisticated project, I would have to say. It's definitely above my pay grade, but um, uh, I would say with all the help and resources at Chapman, both tangible and like the relationships and the people there, it's really allowed us to, you know, accomplish those things. Yeah, I can add to that. Um, so for the pre-health pathway, kind of like Nari was saying, there's a set amount of classes that you have to take depending on what your route is. And in that, you're going to take a lot of classes. So, you know, we took a year of gen chem, a year of bio, biochemistry, organic chemistry, calculate. There's a bunch of classes that you're going to take. And in that, you can kind of find a passion in whatever you find a passion in. So for me, I had no idea that I would fall in love with chemistry. That was not something that, it's not that I wasn't open to it. I just didn't think that that was going to be my path. And um, my first year in chemistry at Chapman uh, made me fall in love with the subject and add a minor. So you kind of don't know exactly where your path is going to take you. So I'd say just be open to taking those classes. And some of them you are going to figure out that you do not have a passion for them, but others you may, and it will surprise you. Um, And in that, the professors at Chapman are so inviting. So even in, let's say, our general chemistry class, at most schools, you are not going to be known by your professor in a general chemistry class because there's going to be hundreds of people in that class. That's just not the case at Chapman. You can go and sit on one-on-one office hours with them and pick their brain and also get help in the subject. But that's something that's unique here. So I would say that that's a big resource is you can get to know your professors. And that's what happened with us who, with Dr. Gardner, he was our general chemistry professor. And we stayed in contact with him after the course. Um, you know, he was our influence to add a minor for Nairi and I, I know. And we took, you know, analytical, which is the next level of chemistry with him. And then we asked him to be the head of our research. And he said, yes. So there's just, you have to be open to getting to know your professors. And that's a huge resource because they're really out there to help you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be at Chapman. And they know that that's what they're getting into is this environment that invites collaboration. So they want to help you. So you just have to put the work in to get to know them, I guess. Yeah, I think that's definitely super special, the experience that we all had with Dr. Gardner in particular. I know for me, he was my first class freshman year, like at all, the very first professor's class that I walked into. And now he, as seniors, he's still, you know, we talk to him on a super regular basis. Uh, and he wrote one of my rec letters for my master's program, and he's the first professor I ever met. So that's definitely a very special relationship that we're all very lucky to have. Uh, but then also kind of going off of what McKenna said about, you know, you you take a class that you're required to take, and then you accidentally fall in love with the subject matter a little bit. I know McKenna even had a similar experience when we had to take a molecular genetics class our freshman year. And for me, I, you know, I was still trying to find my footing 
in STEM, I knew I was, you know, I was capable of being a science major and that's what I wanted to do, but I hadn't really found my niche quite yet and I didn't really know where I could kind of make the most significant impact till I took this molecular genetics class and that, you know, made me switch my major to biochemistry and then that opened a whole other set of doors for me that I, you know, I'm entering a field that I didn't even know existed until I took that one single class. So I definitely think we're fortunate that if we have questions or anything, we can just go to a professor and ask like, hey, I'm interested in this. Do you think I should change my major? Like we don't have to hold back with them at all because they really do just want to see us succeed and do our best and excel kind of in what we love and what we care about. So I think everyone being super encouraging, that's kind of been the underlying theme of everything we've said is all of the encouragement we've gotten. But I think that's that's a huge part of it too. Well, I want to thank you all so much for joining us today. You all gave some amazing insight and advice for our audience, for everyone out there listening to Chapman Chats. Make sure to connect with us and check out all of the opportunities we are offering to discover Chapman. I do want to thank you all again, Nairi, McKenna, Angelina. I know how busy you all are. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thank you for having us. Thanks for tuning into Chapman Chats. Visit chapman.edu to explore degrees and programs, schedule a virtual tour, or even attend an information session. Need guidance throughout the application process? Be sure to connect with your admission counselor. We're here to help. We'll see you next time.